Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, welcome back, uh, wisdom and stuff. And so, uh, Amy once again is here with us Hello. today. <laughs> welcome, and uh, we are still getting into the blessing. Praise God and stewardship of the blessing, mm-hmm. not just not just being blessed by God, not just letting Him dump stuff on us, uh, but uh, allowing that to flow through us uh, by design. So uh, today we're going to get into. Well, well, we'll see what we get into. <laughs> Who knows. Um, uh, okay, so uh, with that though, we're gonna get into um, kind of like some of the uh, some of the aspects of what kept uh, you from kind of walking in that sooner, or or maybe some of the uh, um, challenges that you had mm. maybe in the process of it. Okay. But um, but you know we all like so there, there's there's all th- all these things that we want to agree with in the word. Uh, but then there's obstacles, you know, that are not a big deal to overcome. We just need to identify them and not be surprised when they come up. Yeah. Because we have an enemy that's resisting these things and our own natural thoughts resist these things. Uh, you know, like I've said time and again, lower thoughts are what resist higher thoughts. Mm. And um, higher thoughts are coming to us every day. God yeah. is not holding back on higher thoughts. Right. Uh, and the, the problem is, is that they don't come with a giant neon sign that says these are now higher <laughs> thoughts coming from God. That's <laughs> they good. actually sound like contrary that's thoughts. Actually, that's what that's they sound exactly like. Right. And so we reject them all mm. the time and then we pray for more higher thoughts. Right. <laughs> and so it's sort of like, God, give me wisdom. And he's like, I just did. And you threw it away. <laughs> that's right. Because it didn't sound like your own foolishness. Mm. But anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. And so we tend to only agree with our own foolishness. But anyway... <laughs> But uh, uh, so uh, so on that note, Amy. And other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now what? Well, Agreeing with my own foolishness. Yeah. Yes. Let's um, get into that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. Let's just get into um, you know like what were some of the things that kind of well, that you maybe perceived or you've seen in hindsight uh, that kind of held you back from walking in this sooner. Mm, yeah. Okay. So even though I grew up in church, I I was very familiar with the word. I was saved. I went to Bible school. Mm. Um, Still, something happened um, just a few years ago that changed my mind completely about the blessing. So, number one, it was that I did not know that the blessing was designed to do what it was designed to do, mm-hmm. and not that I not that I wasn't um, privy to the teaching, and right. not that I didn't have the word, not that I didn't have the Holy Spirit, but but um, something new came um, just a few years ago that enlightened me. And mm-hmm. uh, so, number one, it was just not knowing what it was designed to do. It's like having something your whole life and never knowing how it was designed to be right. used. That's right. really what it was. Cause okay. I, I heard the word blessing all the time, yeah. but I just didn't know what it was designed to do. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I lived without it. I just didn't use it. That's good. And so, um, so that number one kept me from walking in the blessing most of my life. And then the other thing is when I did get a hold of the blessing, all those contrary thoughts um, sound like your circumstances. They right. sound like your feelings. Yeah. They sound like all the trials and the struggles that you're going through um, that sound contrary to what you believe uh, that the word says about the mm-hmm. blessing. So even though I had now received revelation of the blessing, I now received revelation on how to use the blessing and apply it in my life. There were things that stopped me, like my behavior, whenever I felt like I did something wrong or if I felt mm-hmm. like I did something that just didn't please God, I would, I would sort of just, um, kind of, uh, I would, 
I would kind of shy away from walking in the blessing. So was that because you were feeling like you disqualified from it? That type of thing? Yeah. It's like if I did something that uh, usually came down to my behavior or or a decision that I made that I didn't think was the will of God or something Mm -hmm. like that, um, I would think that I was disqualified from walking in it, which is not the truth, but that's what my mind was telling me. And and that's like we I think we mentioned it the first time that was uh, a very common expression you know uh, whether it be outward or or just implied that comes from the religious side of things mm-hmm. you know where they're like oh do everything just right and then you'll walk in the blessing <laughs> yeah and I mean I've even heard it said from the pulpit many times it's like oh you know you don't want to <laughs> you, you know you don't want to shut down the blessing in your oh, life man. and you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that and I'm like. What testament are you living in? Yeah. You know, because, you know, even in the Old Testament, uh, you know, I'm not even talking about, I mean, if you want to live in the Old Testament, you better live like Abraham then, <laughs> who did yeah. stupid things and was yeah. still blessed. Amen. So I don't know what testament you're living out mm-hmm. of, because it's not in the Old or the New. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just some religious weirdness. So anyway, uh, so yeah, just just keep going with that, though. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's just good for people to know, that just because they feel these things, mm-hmm. um, number one, it's not foreign. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not some kind of, they're, they're not unique in their, mm-hmm. in their own story struggle uh but um but we still just have to choose to believe something past that that's good yeah in fact the more i ran toward the blessing the more the more i realized the blessing was there to deal with those contrary thoughts it's like the the solution to the contrary thoughts was the blessing just running farther into it and and pressing into it despite my feelings in doing that, it sort of worked out those feelings. And so I didn't even have to wrestle the feelings anymore. I didn't That's have to wrestle good. the thoughts of disqualification really because the blessing was dealing with that at the same time as it was prospering me. Yeah. It was like it was like doing two things at the same time. That's so good. And another thing um, is that uh, for so long, I had sort of lumped in the blessing as just like a fruit of the spirit almost, where if I just live righteously and if I if I seek out certain things, then it would just sort of be a byproduct of my life. Right. Okay. Like um mm-hmm. like I will just be blessed with things if mm-hmm. I live right. And that was another thing that I think I had I had just wrong. I had thought wrong about the blessing because it's just it's not a byproduct of living right. It's right. a it's a it's a part of your DNA. Right. Oh, good. That's see. That's mm-hmm. good. That's it's, it's once again to to get it back from being uh, the great way that you just put it was being a byproduct instead of being something that comes out of you. Amen. Yeah. You know where. Um, where you know we, we 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 tend to think really destination oriented or goal oriented uh, when it comes to things of God, and God never intends for us to live toward something. He wants us to live some from something. That's right. And so you know whatever we're doing uh, to to change you know the, basically to change change our mentality to being seated with Him in heavenly places to live New Testament to live from the cross and mm-hmm. from the resurrection. We have to begin to realize we have to stop looking towards something. That's right. And uh, in the Old Testament, they were all looking towards something. But now in the New Testament, we live from something. That's you good. Know, either, either, either the price is paid or it's not. Yeah. And, and um, so, uh, you know, even even with that, like with the, uh, the, the feelings of disqualifications, these different things, I love what you said about just the more you pressed into it, the less you actually battled those things. Yes. That's a huge truth. Mm-hmm. That is, it, obviously, it, it, it is a principle that is valid on every subject. Uh, the one thing that we find is that um, the, the world's thought processes, which is so absent of God, it's always coming from separation. Anything in the world comes from separation from God. Uh, the, 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 that, that, 
paradigm of thought uh, tends to cause us to feel separated and it fuels separation. Yes. So it causes us to walk away from something, just like in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. They walked away from God, hiding from God, when the answer was to run to God. Exactly. And so from the Garden, we see the principle that that the world will always feel, will always try to give us the mentality of, oh, you're separated from this, therefore you must go away from God to find the answer. Yeah, and God's yeah. always saying, come to me to find the answer and press into the very thing that the world says you don't have. Yeah, it's like the the hardest thing for me to do when I was feeling separated was to go to God and say, I am not separated from yes, this. Yes. And that was so hard for some reason for my feelings and my yeah. thoughts to, <laughs> yeah. to go to God and say... I've never had that problem, <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so to in in spite of all those feelings and thoughts telling me I'm separated from the blessing and telling me that I am totally disqualified from from using this um in spite of that I had to run to it and say um regardless of my behavior regardless of my feelings I will operate in this because I'm one with it and it's a part of my identity and and honestly the more I did that the more that blessing just poured out of my own heart and I I realized I was never separated from it it's just a feeling yes and that's see right there and and uh, of course, you've heard me say this a lot of times, but um, but that's that's what we call humility. Yeah, you know, humility is when we say, even though I feel this way, the word says this, yeah. and so I actually act on the word instead mm-hmm. of my feelings. Yeah, and my feelings might say I'm separated, but the word says I'm one with God. Yeah, and so He says, "Come boldly." That's what He says. Mm. You know, He says, "Come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy, to, to, to obtain mercy, and find grace to help in time of need." So He's even saying, when you feel like you need mercy, come boldly. Yeah, that's right. He says yeah. He doesn't say when you need mercy you come on bended knee <laughs> groveling like a dog yeah. he says no i want you to come boldly when you need mercy right. and uh and humility is is my acknowledgement that he's right and my feelings are wrong mm. and uh and i act on what he said instead of what i feel yeah. or think and so that's just that's that that's plain plain humility where it says when i humble myself to the mighty hand of god he exalts me mm. he always wants to exalt me yeah he always wants me to he always wants to take me to a place higher than i am right now in my thoughts my feelings my realities in life what i'm living out mm-hmm. but it requires me to uh, literally forsake how i feel that's good and realize that they are not my friend. Emotions are not our enemy, but they need to be reconciled to God. Yeah. And my thoughts are the same way. I need to take every thought captive. Yeah. And I need to, to bring it to the Lordship of Jesus mm-hmm. and say, okay, if Jesus doesn't say this, then it ain't true. That's right. And, um, and uh, so that's just simple humility is, you know, when in the face of revelation, you have a feeling that is opposed to that. Yeah. And you choose to act on the revelation rather than your feeling. That's so good. And that's what's going to set you free from the very feeling you have. That's exactly right. right. Otherwise, you're, that feeling will that feeling will make you feel trapped in separation forever. Like yes. if you don't bow your knee, if you don't humble yourself to what the word <laughs> says, you'll you'll give in to your feelings all the time. Yeah. And that's what I found is like if I don't run toward the truth, if I do not yeah. run toward the promise and the blessing that I'm going to feel separated from it. But you, but you know, it's funny because obviously talking to people as much as I have, um, you know, the people are like, yeah, but I genuinely feel. This oh way. yeah, you know? like, <laughs> but my but, feelings are sincere. Yeah, I really feel this way. <laughs> but you don't but, understand. Yeah, you don't understand. Because, <laughs> my feelings yeah, tell my me feelings, it's true. <laughs> my circumstance, my situation. I literally said that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I really <laughs> feel and think this though. 
congratulations, you know, <laughs> exactly. humble yourself and go to God, you know, cause yeah. you know, th- that's the thing that we, 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 we don't, we, we tend to think that our feelings have some kind of inherent right to, to be there, <laughs> I, you know, and they don't, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, unless they are reconciled to the Lordship of Jesus, they have no right. And uh, so anything, and you know, you, you've heard me say it, and it's something that people do not like to agree with me with, but it's like, if, if that feeling isn't allowed in heaven, it's wow. not allowed in me. Wow, wow, and, wow. Uh, so, That's right. And so this is like, if, if I'm supposed to be stewarding heaven onto the earth, wow. then I can't disagree with heaven. I can't, I can't you know, sit there and, and, and argue with heaven in my feelings and, and then suddenly expect to steward heaven in the earth. Wow. Because uh, I'm disagreeing with the very thing I'm supposed to be stewarding. So... Um, Wow. So, okay, uh, I love you know, that. <laughs> but you know, we're just we're just quick. We're quick to maybe not so quick, but we get trained uh, as we renew our mind. We get trained to take captivity of thoughts, but not mm. feelings. Ooh. And so, uh, so people will. Um, it's kind of like you know, I was just I was just <laughs> talking about this the other day. How it's like you know, uh, the book of Psalms is really about reconciling your emotions to God. That's yeah. what the book of Psalms is about. It's about David, who is a man after God's own heart, and he didn't really write write all the Psalms. He wrote most of them, but Moses wrote some, who is the meekest man on the planet. And then David wrote most of them, and then you have a couple others here and there. But uh, but here you have two men, David and Moses, who are so humble. You know, and they they are and David. You know, time and again through the book of, of Psalms, you see him writing. All these people are encompassed about me. All these people are going to kill me. And he's talking literally. He's not just going through an emotional situation. He literally is being hunted down by Saul and the men. And he's like, I am encompassed about on every side. Uh, you know, they they want to take my life. They want to shred my bones into nothing. You know, and he's talking literally. And then so he's he's venting his emotional distress. And then he goes. But God, you are my shield. You are my buckler. I, I have a fortress that is, and I will never be moved. And he's like, by the end of the psalm, he is on another place. And uh, and that's what the book of Psalms is all about, is is, re- is reconciling your emotions to God's truth. Mm. And... Um, and the book of Proverbs is about reconciling your mind to God's truth. Mm-hmm. It's a it's, it's 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 wisdom. You know, it's about reconciling your thoughts and your mind to God's truth. And uh, and like I said, just not that long ago, a couple weeks ago, when I was I was reading over some stuff and just meditating on it, and the Lord talked to me about that. He says Psalms is about your emotions, <laughs> Proverbs is about your about your mind, and He goes. I, I wrote 31 Proverbs, uh, chapters in Proverbs about your mind. And I wrote 150 <laughs> Psalms about your emotions. <laughs> Saying something. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Saying something. It takes five times more to get people to bow their stinking emotions to yeah. God. He, and I was just laughing. I was like, God, yeah. you're so funny. That's right. He's like, yeah, people are so prideful about their emotions. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, this is, uh, truth is what makes us free. Mm. You know, and my emotions don't make me free. Yeah. My thoughts don't even make me free. Right truth makes me free that's right and so we gotta if we want freedom in any area we have to bow our the knee of our emotions and mm. our thoughts to what god says and uh and act that way and act on it it really is a win-win because you well, yeah. get free of the emotion <laughs> you get free of the emotion and yeah. you get to experience the blessing right. <laughs> and like the tangible yeah. effects of the blessing in our life um to stay in the emotional state that you're in right. you feel separated you feel lost you feel um like disappointed and so it's a lose-lose to just (laughs) stay um in agreement with your feelings when really the promise and freedom is just on the other side of of agreement with the word and so with that uh Maybe you can speak into this a little bit because, you know, people, well, so we, we, we all have thoughts and we all have emotions that, that are going to be fueled by circumstances and they're going to be contrary to what the word says. And so in the middle of that, mm. you know, here we're talking, 
you know, <laughs> oh, <no>. this is, <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> you know, this is where it's easy. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Exactly it's like, right. it's like it, it, most of the people who are listening to this podcast are like, oh yeah, amen, <laughs> uh, amen. But then... <laughs> You get into the time when you have the thing happening, you <laughs> the know. The bill comes in yeah. the mail. The bill comes in the mail, you know, or <laughs> you're at work and somebody walks in your office and yells at you. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you do? You know, it's like, what do you do in that moment? Mm. Because that's the time when fruit needs to abound. Wow. You know, that's the time. Now, uh, now understand that, that, that you know, th- we need to, we need to fuel victory before the battle. That's right. right. I mean, you know, any, any strategist knows that uh, the football game is won during practice, right? Amen. And so uh, it's not won on the field. It's won during practice. It's already been determined before the, before the first snap of the ball. Um, and it's because of how we practiced. Uh, but then it has to be executed, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's practice yep. that determines victory. That's good. But then there's execution that needs to happen. That's right. So you, you can have all the greatest plans in the world and you can practice three times a day for mm-hmm. the whole week. But when the football game comes and you don't execute what you practiced, yeah. there's, there's no victory. That's so great. you need both. Yeah. And um, so what you're saying about agreement, I love that because um, that does tie into the execution. So um, it's not just about gritting your teeth mm. and saying, even though I'm feeling this way. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to grit my teeth <laughs> and just say what the word says. So good. And that doesn't, that is not good execution um, because you're still not in agreement with the truth. You're just gritting your teeth and, and trying to impress God or you're trying to trying to change the circumstances through your willpower and that will not produce fruit. And so what you're saying about agreement is so good and, and um, getting that mastered during practice. And the more that you find that oneness and the agreement with heaven, the agreement with truth um, in your quiet time Mm -hmm. um, when you're just alone with God and, and you are you're one with the word and it's just yeah. pouring out of you it'll be so much more natural when you're faced with crisis yeah. and so you're not gritting your teeth in your quiet time yeah. you're just in agreement with him That's good. and so doing that more and more building that momentum so that it's your it's your first response it's like your knee jerk reaction to yeah. to actually steward yeah. and say this doesn't affect me i've done this a hundred times yeah so that's huge because it's, even in sports you know, it's called, you know, what they call it muscle memory, yeah. you know, and they call it that way every, in, in every area. But but in sports with muscle memory, it's like, um, you know, I, I've never been much of a sports guy other than just watching it. Uh, but um, but even like in, in baseball or in golf or whatever, uh, you know, I've heard people who are, know the game really well. Um, I used to know a professional golfer and he, he would say that uh, you don't uh, you, you don't you, you know, you, you don't you don't try a new swing in the match. Oh yeah. You don't ever try the new swing there. You actually you you practice that swing a hundred times in practice. Yes. You know, because when you get up to the tee, you want to flow naturally. Yeah. And so you don't want to just think about a new swing. You don't want to be thinking about something you've been working on. It should already be muscle memory by then. That's good. It should already just be something that's so natural to you, but it gets natural in the time of practice. That's good. It doesn't get natural in the game. Mm-hmm. And so and, and like baseball players say the same thing where it's like they work on their on their on their on their baseball swing on, on the swing in their bat and they'll they'll be like, Oh, I need to adjust my hips, I need to adjust my, my wrist, I need to do, make all these adjustments, but they make those adjustments a hundred times in practice mm-hmm. and then when they get up to the plate they never think about that's it. that's right and uh, and so that's i think i think it's a huge point because most people are trying to win the battle 
uh, in their mind, in their emotions, in the time of crisis. Yeah. You know, in the time on of the, the storm, on yeah. the field, yeah, during <laughs> yeah. the storm, during whatever. It's like, that's not where you make sure the boat is sound yeah. is during the storm. Yeah. You make sure it's, it's sound on the dock. You yep. make sure it's sound then. And then when you take it out, you have confidence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and God wants us to walk confidently yeah. in things. And we're confident because of the time we took yeah. with him. Yeah. And, and even that, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, so, so like with you, um, you know, when you were walking these things out, and still are, uh, but when, when you're walking these things out, um, you know, just just kind of, you know, what 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 did you invest in? Was it worship? Was it prayer? Was it was it? Uh, you know, different people lean different ways, and all of it's good. All of it has value. You know, we should be worshiping and praying and reading all the mm-hmm. time, whatever. But different personality types, different things that God leads us into, uh, He's going to have you focus on different yeah, things. Good. So, so what what was it for you that really seemed mm-hmm. to mean the most? Uh, for me, I leaned really heavily into prayer. Um, and, uh, the more that I spent time in prayer uh, and that could be expressed, I guess, through worship. I mean, you could be, you could express that in different ways. I'd be, I, not only would I pray, um, at home, you know, you have your quiet time, you have your time with him and you were just, um, uh, in prayer at home, but then I would do it throughout the day. So it didn't stop at my door. It didn't stop at the threshold of the doorway. I would go be in my car and I'd just be speaking the word uh-huh. <laughs> all the way to work. And I would just be speaking over the day yeah. and I would be. And so it's like that prayer was constant in my life and, and I'd be at work. And the whole day, my mind was just filled with prayer i mean i wasn't obviously expressing that through worship while i was working but the prayer was constant in my heart and it was constantly coming out of my mouth so if i had an alone time at work if i was in my office alone or if i had a break time it was just bubbling out of me Mm -hmm. i mean prayer would just be constant throughout the day whether i was alone or not and um and so when someone would cross my path (laughs) what's coming out of me is the word of god right is blessing is healing is favor is abundance and so it's it's going to be woven in my conversation because it's constantly in my heart is coming up through prayer yeah i think what's huge with that is um and it's is our our prayer you know the bible says you know that whatever we when we pray in secret god rewards openly yeah you know his his goal is openly Mm -hmm. that's his goal it makes it very clear when yeah. when Jesus says that you know several times in Matthew, but he's like, yeah, whatever you're doing in secret, God rewards openly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, his goal is to get out in the open. Yeah, his goal is not for you just to have some internal blessing <laughs> of like, ooh, That's I feel exactly so blessed right. by God. No, he wants it to be open because he gets glory when it's open. Yeah, he people come to him because they see the goodness of God. The goodness of God leads people to repentance. Yeah. and so when he wants to, he wants as many people on the earth that he can show goodness to because it draws other people. Yeah. And he wants to show it on his terms. Yeah. So what does it mean when God says it's good? You know, it's like, what is, you know, it's like, come on, you know I mean? He, he's God, you know, it's like our level of good and his level of good is way different. And so his goodness being displayed on us. But, but I, I think what I wanted to get into with that was when you're talking about prayer, and just our personal time with God, that is going to reflect outwardly whenever we get into the game or into our work, yeah. whatever it is. And so our attitude in prayer mm. even has to shift a lot sometimes because a lot of times people's attitudes in prayer are still need-based. Mm. And so they're not even taking ownership of things in their prayer life. And so they're they're continually whining and crying and, and, and just basically identifying with being a victim in prayer. And so wow. they're like, God, why hasn't this changed? Wow. Please change this. Please change that. And God's like, I put you there to change it. That's you know, it's like, huge. You know, it's like you know when when Moses was at the Red Sea, you know, and Moses, by the Spirit of God, tells the children of Israel, 
hey, this day you will see the power of God. You know, and, and they have the Red Sea on one side and they have the Pharaoh coming after him on the other side and they're all in distress. And Moses is like, behold, and you will see God's power. And then he goes, he turns to God and God goes, why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, why do you drag me into this? You know, he goes, oh just gosh. lift up your stick, you know? <laughs> That and is right. I know. And so, and so, so he instantly shifted Moses' per, uh, role, a position in the in in the in the situation. There was dire situations about to happen here, and God's like, "You don't understand your role yet." Wow. You're talking to me as if I'm here to rescue you, and you have a stick in your hand. Wow. And um, and so in prayer, this is instead of asking God to rescue us, we need to ask, "What's our stick?" Wow. What's what is the stick? Because you know whatever we're prayer, whatever we're praying out, our attitude in prayer is going to be seen publicly. It's going to come out openly. Wow. And so if we're a victim in prayer, we're going to be a victim. It's huge. Out outwardly, and and so if we're gonna if we're gonna steward outwardly, we have to first steward in our prayer time, and um. And just really getting to that point of saying, okay, when Jesus, you know, Jesus here is with his disciples over and over again, trying to get them to shift their position and saying, okay, you know, they're like, hey, all these people need food. He's like, you give them something to eat. Here, do it, you know, and, and then even though they didn't know how he still gave, he, so he blessed the food and then he put it in their hands and it multiplied from their hands. It didn't multiply in Jesus' hands. He didn't give them five th- enough food to feed 5,000. He gave them just a few loaves, and it multiplied in their hands. And and that was them shifting and to the point where when he said, now you can go heal the sick, you can raise the dead, and they went and they did it. Wow. And it's just shifting our, our position in prayer first, though, in our quiet times first, yeah. instead of waiting for the circumstance to change and then saying, look, it worked. That's look, exactly look, right. Look, my prayer worked. And God's like, no. You know, you, the anointing on you is what's flowing all the time. It'll work wherever where, wherever you release it. But if you're not releasing that anointing in prayer, then you're not going to release it in your everyday life. That's you know, huge. So. And that's what you're talking about when you're talking about winning the victory in practice. Yes. Is, is not just asking God for things to happen to you in prayer and then expecting them to happen to you when yes. you leave the house. Yes. It's like actually getting the victory of those things. In your prayer time and learning how to feed the 5,000 in your living room. That's right. And learning how to heal the sick in your living room. That's right. And it's like, that's what you've done. That's what I've done in prayer so many times is you actually, you steward it to the point where it's so natural for you Mm -hmm. that whenever you see it on the streets, whenever you see it at work, it's your first response. You've done it a hundred times at home. And so that's exactly what you're saying about practicing on the field, getting the victory there. Yeah. And and that's, like you said, you're not gritting your teeth and saying, well, even though I feel this way, I'm going to, oh, good Lord, I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to sacrifice my feeling for God. He doesn't want that sacrifice. That's garbage. That's right. He wants something of value. And that that emotion has no value. Yeah. And I've done that too. I've made that, oh, so many times I have made that mistake (laughs) where I'm like, well, I'm just going to grit my teeth and do this, knowing knowing that on the inside of me, it's actually crying out for me to steward that thing. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm denying the, my very DNA by saying, yeah. fine, I will grip my teeth through this. <laughs> and it's I like, know. well, that's not effective. No, no, that's not taking, that's, that, that, that's literally operating in opposition to our identity right. because we're saying, even though I'm not this, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And it's like, no, you're, you're, when, when we're like sitting there going, well, it's like a little child who takes out the trash grudgingly, you know, it's like, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it anyway, just because I'm being told to do right. it. That's not your identity. Mm-hmm. It's it, w- when we identify with, with stewardship, the blessing in our lives, then we begin to begin mm-hmm. to, we begin to understand our role with it and it becomes a joy. Yeah, that's right. And then 
when we have that identity, then we look at anything that doesn't line up with that identity as an enemy. Wow. So we start looking at every emotion and every thought as an enemy to my identity instead of as something I have to grudgingly give up. And uh, That's amazing. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> so, that's so good. <laughs> but that's and until we view it like an enemy, we're still in agreement with it. Wow, you know, and we can't take authority over anything I'm in agreement with. And so, you know, so many times we're just we're praying and trying to take authority, binding and loosing, but we're still in agreement with it. And we can't take authority over that. So, uh, so we need to first yield to God, and then we can resist the devil. That's right. But we can't resist the devil until we first yield it to God. What God says about us. Wow. So, um, anyway, we need to wrap it up. But we will. Uh, so next time we'll get into just walking out stewardship, right? Yep. And uh, so cool, uh, Father. We just thank you for today. We thank you just for your goodness, and we just thank you, Lord God, for just showing us step by step, Father God, how to walk this out on the practice field in our prayer time in our alone time so that we walk out the victory and we make it open for your glory in jesus name amen Amen. thanks for joining us today on wisdom and stuff don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages we'll see you next time and have a blessed day